Welcome to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, and I'm excited about today's episode. We're going to be talking about alternative investments. It's a term I'm hearing thrown out a lot lately around my circles. A lot of people are just getting introduced to it. It's a new asset class that traditionally people have not been able to get into. And there's some cool stuff that changed with the laws about 10 years ago that allowed a lot of consumer mom and pop people to now start being able to take advantage of investment vehicles that used to only were available to Wall Street. We're going to talk a little bit about why. But first, if you get value from these episodes, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share this with your friends and family. Also, if we've been having a one-way conversation and you've been interested in learning more about adding recession-resistant real estate to your portfolio to receive passive income, go to our website, hbgcapital.net, and sign up for our Calendly link for an introductory call. We look forward to getting to know you. All right, jumping in today. So I want to go over exactly what alternative investments are, I want to go over the risks that you can face in investing in these, some of the advantages that you have with investing in these, uh, how they work, and then lastly, how you can find them. So an alternative investment is really defined, it's very broad, but it's defined as something that is not your traditional investment type. So when people think of investments, what comes to mind? Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, single family rental properties for cash flow, right? This is like the pop culture way to invest your money. And alternative investments have started to come around. These might be a big commercial building. It might be residential retail, an apartment complex, um, affordable housing communities. It could be assisted living facilities. It could be a fund that invests in land. All these different types of things are alternative because they're not what your traditional people invest in. And in 2012, you had the signing of the Jobs Act. The Jobs Act lowered the red tape around a lot of these alternative investments that used to had only been available to Wall Street. The reason that they had been available to Wall Street and not the traditional consumers is because Wall Street was the only one that had the funds to be able to tackle these big projects or family offices. They could take these down with their checkbook. So if you're an operator who's local in a city, let's say Nashville, and you want to build this apartment complex, you got to go to somebody who's got can write a five, you know, six, seven million dollar check, or sometimes a lot more if it's a bigger apartment complex. Well, who's got that kind of money? Your pool of partners is very small. And so the capital was able to dictate a lot of the terms of the deal. They were having to go to Wall Street or uh, these family offices to get these funds. In 2012, the government basically said, no, 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 we want to open up things to traditional consumers and make this a more mainstream investment vehicle. And so that Jobs Act basically allowed crowdfunding to happen. So crowdfunding goes by a lot of different names. If you've ever heard of like a fund or a syndication, that's basically crowdfunding. It allows the operator to work with a pool of investors who uh, combine all their funds together to purchase ownership of a new limited liability company, usually that's created, that can then purchase the asset. So very, very neat. 
Now you've got a lot of money that used to be reserved for Wall Street that is now getting into the mainstream. More and more people are becoming savvy of these investment vehicles and all of the advantages that they offer. More on that here in a second. So what are the risks of some of these alternative investment vehicles? Well, let's say you're investing in a uh, a developer who's going to build a community of, of homes targeting first-time home buyers. And they go out and they need to to get the money from the investors first to be able to get the loans and put all the infrastructure and everything in place. Well, some of the risks would be the operator. How experienced is this person with performing on the development that they're promising? What is their track record? How are they managing the money? And then and most importantly of all is, is it a good deal? And this is where a lot of the risk comes into play because these alternative investments can be quite complex. Most people can't sit down and figure out whether or not an apartment complex is a good deal or uh, affordable home community is a good deal or building this big commercial building downtown is a good deal. How do you know if your money's safe? And this is where it really falls on the operator who or the sponsor who the investor is dealing with to be able to lay out all the terms and the waterfall structure and how that investor's money is protected and how that investor is going to get their money back. If the person you're dealing with cannot clearly articulate what the risks are, and how your money is being protected and what layer of insulations you have, probably a red flag and you might not want to invest in that operator. Now, let's talk about some of the advantages. One of the big advantages is diversification and consistency. A lot of these investment vehicles, when done correctly, they have very consistent growth. So if you have been near retirement back in 2020 or, you know, especially this year, Q1, Q1 of this year, if you were getting ready to retire and you had all your retirement money in stocks, you're probably not retiring anymore because your portfolio just took a 30% hit and it's been bleeding. That's been the tough aspect of the stock market to deal with. It's just stomaching the volatility and you just don't know where you're going to be, you know, at 75 or 65 or 80 or whenever you're retiring, where your portfolio is going to be with these wild swings of the stock market. Another big issue of the stock market is it doesn't pay any kind of uh, dividends usually unless you have very specific stocks that are known for paying dividends. So you're not getting that monthly, quarterly, or annual cash flow you need to pay your living expenses and most importantly, protect your money. When you get older in life and you've built up this nest egg, your main priority doesn't become growing it. It becomes protecting it. So being able to diversify away from a lot of these traditional investments into alternative investments can provide security to your portfolio in the form of diversification and consistency that it provides. It's a huge, huge, huge advantage. Now, depending on the asset classes that you invest in, a lot of alternative investments have done really well during economic contractions, storage units, class B, C, multifamily, certain markets, affordable housing, all these things typically do well, when there's an economic contraction, or at least they don't take a 30, 40% hit. Usually it's just temporary and the market bounces back and they make it up. So it can provide the installation you need to secure long-term capital reservation and make sure that you got your money to do all the fun stuff that you want to do, playing with your kiddos and going on all the fun vacations when you actually do retire. So how do they work? How do alternative investment classes work? Well, if you've heard the term fund or syndication, this is usually a collective 
group of investors putting their money into a deal. Usually it's a limited liability company that's set up. That way, none of the people who actually own the fund or invest in the fund can get sued in the event that something bad happens. So limited liability means just that. And what they're doing is they're purchasing ownership units of this new business. You're basically creating a new business from scratch. It has no income whatsoever, has no track record, no history. And it's saying, hey, we're going to go out and we're going to do ABC. And when XYZ happens, everybody gets their money back. It can be just about set up and done for just about anything. So as a passive investor, you'd be investing into this fund or you'd be investing in the syndication with the terms laid out and you would probably get your money back in the form of, you know, quarterly distributions and an equity payout. If it's an apartment complex, you'll be getting paid out when the homes start to sell. If it's a affordable housing, uh, new construction community, um, or it might be a seven to 10 year hold on a, you know, big commercial high rise building that has to build up, uh, its value before it can refinance out and pay out the investors with the refinance. So it's each deal is always structured a little bit differently, but that's the gist of it. So how can you find these deals? Um, one is just Google syndication opportunities. Start looking on social media. Who's advertising their apartment complexes? Who's out there? Crowd, uh, you know, I think crowd, crowdfunding or CrowdStreet is a really big one. If you go to their website, you can see a lot of the stuff that they have available and you can get a really good idea of like all the alternative investment stuff that's out there. Um, alternatively, on our website, hbgcapital.net, you can go there and you can learn more about what we do and what we're currently investing in. There's some really unique opportunities that we're excited about that we're currently working on, and you can schedule an introductory call and learn more. That's it for today. Till next time.